microphone check. Check, check, check. This is the Super Coin Brothers Podcast. Hosted by the Super Coin Brothers at Sahara Coins in Las Vegas. What's up, guys? This is episode 11 of the Super Coin Bros podcast. Uh, we haven't been on putting anything out in the last week. Uh, it's been a really busy week here in the store, uh, and all the guys have been busy, including myself. So uh, this is our first podcast in the last week. Um, you know, and there's been something we've been talking a lot about, uh, both on our, our radio interviews that we do uh, and here in the store lately. We've been talking a lot more about uh, survival uh, as far as, you know, your your finances and um, kind of if, you know, worst case, dollar crashing type scenarios. Now, we get a lot of the, the customers here in the store that, that that's a, a big, big thing for them. Um, you know, not only are they putting away gold and silver, you know, for their children or, you know, whatever other reason they may have, but it's almost like they're doing it for two reasons. They're doing it for their kids' college, uh, you know, a new car or whatever the case may be. And on the other end of it, it's kind of a, you know, a double-sided investment. Uh, they're putting that away for the just-in-case, which is what I like to call it. Uh, you know, just in case the banks were to collapse, uh, we end up needing to uh, trade funds or trade, you know, metal or, or, uh, you know, coinage to get your everyday necessities, you know, water, food, uh, things like that. Now there's different opinions when it comes to this. Um, a lot of us, or I should say a lot of people, uh, look at like 90% silver as the be all end all. And, and the reason behind it, it, it may vary. I mean, I've heard a lot of different reasons. Um, I've heard, you know, obviously it's, it's fractional, which that is nice. Um, it's 90% silver, so it has its metal value. Um, and it's small. I mean, the fractional thing comes into play, you know, almost all the time. If you're going to go get a loaf of bread or you're going to get food for your family, you're not exactly going to want to hand somebody an ounce of gold. Now I say that, and that statement rings true right now because gold is at, you know, $1,200 an ounce, silver's at 17. So you don't exactly you know, think that you're going to hand somebody $1,200 for, you know, some Wonder Bread. But on the other side of that, what's to happen if the if the monetary system does go down? Now, really think about that. Our gold and our silver is based on the monetary system. That's where the value comes from. So if our monetary system were to crash and you're sitting with your, you know, 100 ounces of gold that you've bought in over your lifetime that right now is worth $120,000, what is the value of that going to be deemed? Is it going to be one of those things where, you know, the value is based on what each individual gives it? I mean, you know, you're not going to have, there's not going to be a big board that says, hey, your one ounce of gold you have right now, guess what? It's worth $1,300. Well, dollars will be gone. So at that point, it will be your ounce of gold is worth 1300 chickens, you know, or whatever the case may be. But uh, in my eyes, this is my opinion, um, you know, things like 90% silver, they are great because they're fractional. Uh, but the argument that the reason to get them is because they have a US government stamp on them doesn't necessarily mean much. I mean, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. Here, let me give you a backstory. I was with my wife. We we were at Michael's, the craft store of all places, um, and I was actually buying paracord. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar with it, it's you know it's parachute cord. It, it'll hold up to 550 pounds. Basically, I was making um, what they call survival bracelets out of them. I go fishing. I do a lot of outdoor stuff. So I, I wear one when I go out fishing. It's about 19 foot of it on a bracelet. Now, I went to go pay for it. And 
when I went to pay for it, I handed the, the young guy at the counter, I say young guy, he was maybe 19, um, I handed him a $20 bill. Well, it was a 1990 $20 bill. Now, to you and I that are listening to this, unless you're 12 years old, you know, 1990 doesn't seem that long ago. Well, you know, I hate to say it, it's, it's been a very long time. It's been 24 years. So uh, the $100 bill, as you know, was completely different then. It didn't have the big head on it. It doesn't, didn't have all the different things that are on them now to try to, you know, battle counterfeiting. So I hand the kid the, the bill. And, I mean, you would think that I handed him foreign currency. I mean, he, he was staring at it like, like I handed the kid Monopoly money. Um, he asked me if I had another bill. I asked why. Uh, the kid says, well, this, I don't think this is real. And I said, well, can you get your manager? I said, I work in a location where I deal with money all the time. This is definitely real. I mean, it's just from 1990. You know, it's, it's real money. And, uh, you know, he did. He called his manager and, you know, come to find out. It was real, believe it or not. I wasn't trying to pass off counterfeit money. Now, the reason I told you that story is this. Let's say that everything does crash. You're wandering around the streets going to get yourself some bread, some eggs, some milk, some, you know, whatever you want. Uh, and you hand somebody a, in your eyes, a silver dime, 1964, let's say. So, you know, it's a Roosevelt dime. And Roosevelt dime is, it's recognizable as a dime. People are going to know that's a dime. But how many of the younger generation are going to know that it's silver? I don't think many. I think in that case, you may run into an issue because it's not hallmarked silver, because it doesn't actually say that it's silver. So in today's day and age, I can't hand somebody a 25-year-old $20 bill without getting looked at sideways like I'm trying to pass off, you know, play money. And we're assuming that the safest way to uh, be prepared, so to speak, is to have, you know, 60-year-old dimes uh, in your pocket. And, and earlier, I mean, mercury dimes, don't get me wrong, they're amazing. I think they're great. They're really cool coins. But I can almost guarantee you if I walked out and handed somebody one of those in the street, which I may end up doing this week, actually, uh, to see how recognized they are, I'm willing to bet you that most people don't recognize it even as regular currency as a dime let alone knowing that it's silver. So there's also the other side to this. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. There's two sides to every, every uh, thought. And, you know, y there very well could be the other side of this where at that point, if we weren't spending currency, people are going to, they're going to have to learn um, what to, uh, what to look for. They're going to have to learn how to figure out if something is silver or something is gold um, and platinum and all the other precious metals. Because, you know, if, if the trading system comes to that, then you really have no option but to get in the know, so to speak. Because if you don't, uh, you know, you're going to be left high, dry, and broke, so to speak, uh, and thirsty for that matter. Um, the other thing that a lot of folks like to get into right now are the, uh, the American Silver Eagles. Now, another one that I think it, it's a beautiful coin. It's a great item. Now, the U.S. Mint originally put them out in 1986, and they put them out as a form of bullion. Now, there were lots of other countries putting out bullion. Once they put that silver coin out, people started buying it up hand over fist. Now, we know that just like anything else, once something first comes out, there's some hype, and then there's a thing we love to call supply and demand. Once people started buying it, they realized, wow, this is doing, you know, this is doing exponentially well compared to what we had thought. We're going to continue to put them out, and we're going to put out uh, the year, obviously, on every single one, you know. So just like anything else that comes out with a year on it, people started collecting it, putting together sets uh, with every year of the Silver Eagle. Now, again, 
this was put out as bullion. It wasn't necessarily put out when they first did it as, hey, we're going to put this out. People are going to widely collect it. It's going to be a, a great item for people to purchase. That wasn't necessarily the thought behind it, but that is what has happened. Well, because of the fact that it has the U.S. government stamp on it, it says it's $1 right on it, you know, it, it has became widely one of the most purchased uh, forms of silver bullion. Now, I do get a lot of folks that I speak with that, that will swear by the Silver Eagle as their form of protection for the just-in-case. Now, again, there's two sides to everything. I completely understand that right now, to the people who are purchasing Silver Eagles, it's very recognized. It's something that they can walk into any coin store in the U.S., and most of them you're going you're gonna to see some, um, and they recognize them as one ounce of silver. Now, again... If I were to walk out onto the street with a Silver Eagle and tell somebody, hey, I have this, it says it's $1 on it, I'll tell you what, you give me a dollar cash, I'll give you this coin. I'm willing to bet you that I get denied by a lot of people because it's not something that is, that is recognized by a lot of people. Now, if you're in this industry, you're, you're into collecting, you've been around it at some point in your life, I'm willing to bet you that you have seen, held, you know, messed with Silver Eagles. Now, when it comes back to the just-in-case thing, the main argument or the main point that I'm, I'm usually told about is that, well, I want this just in case everything crashes because it says $1 on it. Again, you want it because the monetary system, for example, the dollar, crashes, and you want this coin because it says $1 on it. I don't, I don't get that. I don't understand that. And, and the reason behind that is this. I mean, you're, you're, you're wanting a coin that, that on the face says it is, it is a government dollar, and you're buying it to protect yourself just in case the government dollar declines and, you know, collapses. With that mindset, that coin also does say on it, 999, one ounce, fine silver. So on that side of it, Yes, you have a little more protection than you would say on, you know, 90% silver. In, in my eyes, I'm, we're talking, you know, very basic here um, on the visibility of the coin. Looking at the coin, would somebody be able to recognize that it's silver and that it has value? Um, with the Eagles, I think, yes, they'd be able to recognize that it's silver. Do I think that the average Joe uh, that doesn't know a whole lot about coinage or know even what they look like, uh, do I think that they would trust that it's silver? Uh, not initially. I, I don't. Not unless they have, again, a way to test it uh, or they've been educated. Now, that's the whole point of this. Uh, you want to be educated. You want to you wanna know, you know the different options that you have. Now, there's bars that are, that are made. Uh, they're stagecoach bars. We get them from time to time. They're actually really cool because obviously they do say on them that they're silver. Um, they're, they're hallmarked and they're pre-split into four quarters. Um, so you can you can bend them, break them into quarter ounce pieces of silver um, to spend them. Now, if the monetary system were to crash, ideally the value, I'm not saying the monetary value, but the value of silver itself and gold and platinum, um, I, you would imagine would go up because that will be the unit that we were, we're trading. So, you know, you would imagine that there's not a whole lot of it. I mean, there, there is technically, but as far as, as the consumption and how much has been put away here, it's not like the dollar where, you know, there's, you're going to find it in every household because you're not going to find gold, silver, and platinum in every household. So going back to supply and demand, you know, yes, the monetary system may go away, 
but supply and demand will never go away. Uh, so you're going to have, you know, people like ranchers and, you know, farmers that have the resources. They have the eggs, the food, the, you know, the milk, the cows, all of the things that we need to, uh, quote unquote, survive. Uh, and there's going to have to be a form of payment to receive them. So at that point, that's where gold and silver will come into play. So things like these bars that I mentioned earlier, where you can break it down into a quarter ounce of silver, that may be ideal because that one ounce still may put you in at more value than that bread or those eggs or, you know, whatever the resource is that you're trying to get. Now, we primarily deal in gold and silver coins and, you know, old numismatics. Now, on top of that, the other thing that, that uh, in my opinion, is going to have a whole lot of value uh, will be things like ammunition, firearms, uh, water, of all things. I mean, we're, we're, there's a big drought right now in, in California and on the West Coast. And, uh, you know, with water becoming scarce, I mean, it's just like anything else. Once something diminishes and there's there's very little of it, uh, you know, that's when people's instincts kick in and they will do what they need to do to get it. So uh, I believe water and firearms and bullets and gold and silver are going to be uh, very, very, very good things to uh, to have, to have put away. Um, you know, you look in the back east uh, just recently, there was a, a big scare with the water uh, being contaminated and there was a whole city, you know, that people couldn't get water. Uh, yeah, we there was water sent in there for them and they could pick up cases, but I mean, if we're talking nationwide, something were to happen, uh, unfortunately, uh, the big guys that have all that water, I don't think are going to be sending it out for anybody in particular. So uh, I digress from that because that could be a, a, you know, an hour and a half long conversation. And uh, I've mentioned before, I don't really want to uh, listen to myself talk for an hour and a half. So um, getting back to gold and silver. Now, I don't want you to feel like I've debunked a reason to buy 90% silver or to buy eagles or, you know, all of that stuff. I mean, that's great, uh, great stuff for your protection. Now, um, I would just definitely recommend that, you know, you, you think about the reasoning as to why you're buying it. I mean, it could very well be that if the monetary system were to crash, you want that 90% silver and you want that, that fractional stuff because it's easy to melt down. Uh, maybe, maybe you want to melt it down and use it for, uh, you know, for some reason at that point, I'm not going to get too far into melting down currency. Um, that's, that's kind of a no, no right now, but, uh, you know, the thing is, is, is there's lots of options. There's lots of ways, um, you know, we, nobody really, really knows what the currency would be if that, if that situation were ever to arise. Um, but I don't see why, uh, precious metals wouldn't be, uh, always valued, you know, at some, in some form. I mean, you look back long before we ever started printing, uh, money and coins and everything else. And, uh, you know, what was, what was there gold, silver, uh, there's been wars fought over this stuff, you know, and wars fought over resources. Uh, so to me, those are going to be very important things to have. Um, but really just educate yourself, really read into, you know, the, the facts about 90% silver, um, and about eagles and all the different silver you can purchase. Uh, every state, depending on where you're listening from has a different tax law when it comes to silver. And, uh, you know, I don't know about, uh, you, but when I go to purchase silver, uh, you know, given our, our lovely state, 8% on top of my silver purchase, uh, it doesn't really uh, strike me the, the right way. So, uh, you know, I would definitely look into it. There's different items that you can purchase that are tax free here in Nevada. Um, anything with a face value denomination on it, for instance, your 90%, uh, or, you know, like an American gold Eagle, 
they have a face value denomination on the coin. Uh, so what the state does is they tax the coin and it's not based on the face value, it's based on the purchase price because the purchase price of those coins is over 1.5% of the uh, face value. So it's, it's then deemed a collectible. Uh, so unfortunately here in Nevada, we pay tax on those, but we do not pay tax on uh, bars and coins that do not have a face value. So uh, Krugerrands are a form of gold that is non-taxable here in Nevada. Um, gold bars are non-taxable, silver bars are non-taxable, and silver rounds and bars are non-taxable. So uh, those are all you know great items to get in relatively close to spot. You'll be about 250 to three over, uh, but no tax on top of it, so you're saving yourself that 8%. Um, but like I said, if you're in another state and you're listening, first and foremost, thank you for listening. Um, and on the other side, just uh, do your research on that. We actually have on our website um, at saharacoins.com, we have an article posted on our blog that has all of the state's tax laws. Um, so you can go down and, and read if your state has a tax law when it comes to coins or bullion. Um, definitely a, a cool read. Um, and seeing some of the tax laws is, is it's interesting. You know, California, if you spend over $1,500 uh, in your transaction, there's no tax. But if you know, you're an average Joe that goes in and spends $30, $40 per, per you know, transaction, uh, you may get stuck with that tax. So keep all that in mind. Make sure you uh, educate yourself. Look at that. Uh, and again, this is all just opinion. This is, this is my thought process when it comes to uh, 90% protecting yourself. Uh, definitely, you know, think about it for yourself. You know, you may have a different opinion. And if so, feel free to share it with us. You know, send us an email at supercoinbrothers at saharacoins.net. Uh, we can do a podcast and discuss, uh, you know, other options or anything else that you're interested in. So, uh, again, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoyed it, check out some of our other episodes and go over to iTunes and search Super Coin Bros and subscribe so you don't miss any of our podcasts. You can also go to supercoinbros.com and uh, listen to them there and subscribe. And uh, please share it. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, again, this is Raymond Bullish Bryant over here at Sahara Coins. And uh, we hope to uh, have you listening to all of our podcasts and uh, getting in touch with us. So have a good one. Thank you.